The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. Limestone Coasters, the Green Triangle Timber Industry Awards are about to get underway at the Barn Palais this weekend. Adrian Flowers is going to join me for a chat. This week, the Country Cabinet are coming to the Limestone Coast. Ministers from right the way across the state will be in our backyard and there is a chance to meet them and to have your say about issues that matter to you. Troy Bell, the member from Gambia, is going to talk to me about that in a moment and police have been busy jade hill is going to drop by for a chat as well right now green triangle timber industry awards taking place this friday night adrian flowers joins me for a chat adrian g'day good morning you and how are you yeah good adrian you guys are about to celebrate the timber industry tell me all about it yes we are mate it's been uh it's been a little bit of a long time coming we've deferred the event three times almost postponed but that's just built the anticipation for what will be a fantastic event Friday uh, at the barn. Now, for people who uh, don't necessarily know, take us through what the uh, the industry awards are all about and, and who you get to highlight as part of these awards. Yeah, so the timber industry, um, which surrounds itself around forestry, um, is a major part of the Green Triangle region, Mount Gambia, Portland, Hamilton. So we celebrate those that contribute to the industry, those that excel at their individual um, trade or, or job, whatever that may be. We're covering everyone from excellence within the sawmilling and processing industry, operations within infield operations, harvesting, chipping, that type of thing, silver culture and timber support services, logistics, environmental and sustainability categories, trainees, safety, and the highlight of the night will be will be recognising what we refer to as our timber legend, someone that's made significant in, uh, difference in the industry over the period of their life. Adrian, the awards are relatively new. What's the the response from the timber industry? Because it's it's great to see you highlighting incredible people in our backyard doing incredible things. Exactly right. There's there's so many unsung heroes, and Australian people in their nature are quite humble and don't necessarily pat themselves on the back. So it's our job to do that. We've, we've held two previous awards um, that were a success beyond our expectations, celebrated at the barn by over 500 people. We had a lot of VIP dignitaries there, um, major execs from, from the major companies around the region. And, and we're just rolling on, mate, cause, because the, the, these people need recognising. They do a hell of a good job. Hey, Adrian, great to talk to you today. Good luck at the Green Triangle Timber Industry Awards. It'll be great to catch up after the awards and spruik who all the winners are. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Be happy to, mate. And tickets are still available. Not many, but a few. So jump online onto GTTIA and have a look. Hey, Adrian, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, thanks, mate. Cheers, Ewan. Bye. All right, Limestone Coasters, member for Mount Gambia, Troy Bell joins me on the line for a bit of a yak. Hey, mate, some good news in the state budget last week. Ah, very good news. Um, you know, 100 million's been committed to our region. Um, a number of people said uh, after the election that, uh, you know, be careful, it's only promises, it, it won't come, uh, come through. Well, um, the state government's done everything that they said they were going to do. Uh, the Premier said he would commit the hundred million to our region. He said he'd be here within seventy-two hours of being sworn in. He said he was going to hold the first country cabinet in Mount Gambia. Um, 
and now that the budget's handed down, that hundred million's in black and white. And uh, uh, the real challenge is is now making sure that uh, we get maximum return on the investment and uh, roll it out in a um, a timely fashion. So the the work really does start now. Troy, so many people over the course of the last twenty five years that I've been associated with the Limestone Coast have said that uh, that. Adelaide and the state of South Australia stops at the toll gates. Um, mm. This is probably the best position that the Limestone Coast has been in um, while I've been in the Limestone Coast. I can't remember a time where we've had uh, this type of commitment and support from a state government. Um, this hundred million will, will transform our region, and it's it's not for the entire Limestone Coast. This is really for for Mount Gambier and. Um, you know, District Council of Grant. Uh, so it's it's very specific. Uh, it's a um, a great opportunity, um, and we also have a, a really good opportunity tomorrow night to uh, get up to uh, the Blue Lake Golf Club, um, talk to the the ministers, um, hear what they've got to say, and I think people will come away impressed that uh, we we have a premier that's very interested in our region, wants to invest in it wants to see our community grow and you know this this really does present amazing opportunities um jobs for our our kids better health care for uh for everybody um there's there's some really good opportunities here and we've we've got to grab it with both hands and uh, and make the most of it all right, Troy, there's going to be some knockers that are going to say, oh, they're just coming down for a photo op. There's going to be people that say, my opinion is not going to be heard by, by ministers who come down. But this is, and and without shying away from how important it is, this is a perfect opportunity to have our voice heard. Absolutely. Uh, and it's taken a long time uh, for us to get into this position. There's There's so much work that goes into... You know, not only attracting the money, but um, having the state government understand um, what our needs are. Um, now they're taking the next step in, in bringing their entire cabinet down here. All the ministers will be here. I mean, these are the decision makers of the state, and you can't sit back and whinge if uh, if you don't get involved and um, actually communicate what what our needs are. And you know, it's good for the community to to, to come out and and show their support and. You know, one of the great benefits is uh, it also supports uh, Bill Burley and the Blue Lake Golf Club, which is a business that always gives back to our um, community, whether it's raising money for, for the CFS or, or whatever else. So I wanted to make sure that uh, these events are held in, um, you know, businesses that um, um, that give back to our community. And, you know, everywhere we look, we try and value add um, for, for people of our community. Hey, Troy, I'm going to embarrass you totally for a moment. Lots mm. of the things that are happening in regards to the, the budget, the success of the budget, the country cabinet turning up here uh, this week, the fact that uh, the Premier came down within 72 hours of, of being elected, these things wouldn't have happened without your assistance and your bloody hard work. Well, thanks, mate. Uh, listen, we, we're just doing our job and, um, you know, it, it is good to see things rewarded. It's been a, a tough slog for, for eight years. Um, to be brutally honest, you and this is the type of um, excitement, attention, funding that uh, I expected under the, uh, the Liberal government. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that uh, I was a Liberal member and, uh, you know, fought to get them into government because I thought the Weatherall government uh, had totally ignored uh, regional South Australia. 
Um, now, you know, I was on record saying the greatest disappointment of my political career was Stephen Marshall uh, and his mm. and his government. Um, but you know, you you pick yourself up, you lick your wounds, and you move on, and that's what we're we're doing with um, Peter Malinowskis and and his government. And I'm I'm really excited for our uh, our. Uh, region's future and uh, opportunities for our kids. I want to make sure our, um, um, everyone's looked after with the health system and we've got a long way to go with that. Like I'm not sugarcoating, there's so much more work to be done. Um, but, um, yeah, there's, there's just great opportunities. And, and I think the next four years, people are going to turn around and say, wow, what, what an experience. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping it's just the start. Hey, Troy, let's try and catch up Thursday morning, talk about how the visit goes uh, tomorrow night. Perfect opportunity for people to be part of it. I'll give them details on how they can be part of the Country Cabinet visit tomorrow night. Thanks for your time, Ewan. Have a great day. Now, Livestone Coasters, police have been busy across the last week in the Limestone Coast. Jade Hill joins me from Saypole for a chat. Jade, g'day. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? I am good. I'm having a bit of a giggle to myself. Jade, we are talking about vehicle security. You'd think people would learn. Oh, you really would. I feel like we talk about this just about every week, Ewan, but um, vehicle security does continue to be an issue in community with many reports being made to police about property being stolen from vehicles and often the vehicles are unlocked at the time of the offence taking place as well. So police are urging community to remove all items of value from vehicles, including purses and wallets containing identification and credit cards, mobile phones, jewellery, sunglasses and mail with identifying information as well. Credit cards are stolen and later used at various locations, often with large sums of money being removed from bank accounts. So community need to be securing vehicles and removing all items to prevent becoming a victim of motor vehicle crime and further thefts. This crime is often opportunistic, so removing the property and locking the vehicles will prevent this activity. Jade, on top of that, we've had a drink driver that has uh, blown a a pretty decent record uh, that uh, was nabbed on the weekend. Yeah, and it's again, it's frustrating because this messaging is happening all the time. And about 3.15am on the 5th of, the, of June, an 18-year-old Mount Gambier man was detected with blood alcohol concentration of 0.130. And this driver was issued with a six-month immediate loss of licence and their vehicle impounded. And they were reported for exceeding the prescribed concentration of alcohol and will attend court at a later date. You and drink drug driving is one of the fatal five causes of serious road trauma in South Australia um, on our roads and this has been promoted across our state for many, many years. So most of our community do do the right thing but the people who do drink and drug drive do pose such a risk not just to themselves and their passengers but to everyone on our roads and often they are injuring and killing innocent road users. Police do conduct mobile and random breath testing at all hours of the day and night so if people do choose to drink or drug drive they will get caught. Now, Jade, winter is here. It is very cold in the Limestone Coast and you guys are out and about to uh, to make sure people aren't stealing wood from the forest, basically. Yeah, so during these winter months throughout the Limestone Coast um, local service area, there is a significant increase in firewood collection for personal use and sale, often sourced illegally. So the wood is usually sold through Facebook Marketplace. Theft of power tools, including chainsaws and fuel sources increases along with persons being unlawfully on premises um, or committing a criminal trespass on private property to source firewood that's already been cut. Another aspect of this is road safety with vehicle compliance and offences against the Motor Vehicle Act and or Road Traffic Act. So 
The police will be stopping drivers of vehicles sighted transporting or towing chopped wood. Drivers can expect to be questioned as to where or who they acquired the wood from and police will also be considering the weight of, of the load to determine whether it's legal or overloaded. Jade, basically we're saying you have been warned. Make sure you don't do the wrong thing. Yeah, so we just want people doing the right thing across the board. That It would keep us uh, way less busy than what we are. It would be really nice. Um, hopefully that will happen. Jade, we're going to catch up in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on policing-wise in the Limestone Coast. As always, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me. Stay safe. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back Friday morning with everything Limestone Coast. Don't forget to catch up with everything happening across the Limestone Coast. Make sure you look out for the Mount Gambier Local Guide on Listener. You can catch up with me live on the radio, 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast, 963 triple M.